Thanks for listening to the Campus Collective Podcast. As always, we pray that this resource is a helpful supplement for you as a follower of Jesus and as an active member in your local church. We love God's design for His church, and we believe that this resource could never substitute the incredible things that come from active involvement with a community of believers. Campus Collective is a ministry of Huntington Community Church. To learn more, visit our website at HuntingtonCommunityChurch.com. Hello and welcome back to our podcast series, 95 Meditations Through Colossians. I'm your host, Andrew Callahan. I'm here once again with Izzy. Izzy, thanks for joining us once again. Hope you all out there are having a great day. Izzy, what do you have to share with us today from Colossians? Hello. Um, So today we are on Truth 79, which says, We are rightly understood as bondservants relative to Christ. Christ is rightly understood as master relative to us. Once again, um, we are drawing from verse 1 of chapter 4 in Colossians, which says, Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Um, Specifically focusing on the last half of that verse. Honestly, I just like the simplicity of this truth. Um, We are servants to Christ, and He is our Master. Um, And I think just off the bat, all of our prides are just going to immediately be like, oh, servant, like, I don't like the sound of that. Um, It sounds a little bit too um, humbling and uh, puts me in the situation I don't want to be in, which is without power, which is um, subservient to someone else. But man, like, that's what it is. That It, we, it is rightly understood that we are Christ's servants. Um, and there's just no other way around it. We are the servants of Christ. And that is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Um, it is how we are designed and meant to live as servants to God, uh, worshipers of God. Uh, we are happiest and most joyful when we are doing that. Um, and I think that I just want to just really focus on the strength and simplicity of that statement. Absolutely. You know, I think that um, there's probably a lot of, excuse me, there's probably a lot of room for contemplation with this truth. I think we ought to consider how do we react to this um, when we hear uh, the statement, I am a servant or in some translations a slave to Jesus. Um, and Jesus is a master of me as a follower of Christ. Um, I think yep. we ought to look into uh, how do we feel about that. And I think how we feel about that can be revealing. Um, it can be revealing that we maybe misunderstand those words in the context here of Colossians. Like, what do we understand slave to be? What do we understand master to be? And of course, particularly in the American context, these words have a lot of baggage uh, in light of our history regarding racial slavery and such. Um, but I, I think it's important that we remember that the Bible was not written in that context. It was written far prior uh, to that context. And so maybe we should perhaps look at what these words mean in context. Um, and also just maybe consider that maybe we do have a problem. I think, you know, as he's been talking about this a little bit, maybe our pride is being poked. Maybe the reason we react negatively to this statement um, is not that we misunderstand the words, but that we fundamentally rebel against uh, being subservient, um, being subservient to Christ in specific. Um, maybe we would like to have authority over our own lives. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we dis- dislike that. And I think that's very human. I think probably all of us at some uh, level w- war, even even in Christ, I think it's fair to say that all of us do war against the authority of Christ. That's what sin is, in essence, is the pride of warring against the authority of Christ and of God the Father and the Holy Spirit, of course. Um, and so 
uh, there's just there's there just is a lot of room there for contemplation, and I think that we ought to be able to come to a place where we find beauty here that we serve the Master who is Christ, and also keeping in mind the character of Christ as Master that He is not cruel and um, set on uh, productivity or um, pr- uh, excuse me uh, profit for Himself. He's not in it like that. Is not like our earthly masters who are simply very self seeking. Christ is the definition of other-seeking. Uh, he seeks to glorify the Father by serving others without regard to his own interests. That's what he showed us on earth, and that is what we are called to emulate. Mm-hmm. Um, so as ma- master, Christ did not look anything like master as we understand it as humans. Christ was servant to all um, and showed us that that's where true great- greatness lies. And so we ought to consider uh, how crazy it is that that is the type of master that Christ is. It's, it's quite different than what we would typically understand the word to mean. Yeah. Um yeah, definitely different, and we have to focus on that. I kept wanting to bring it up um, in the previous two podcast recordings um, just because there is so much baggage with that word, um, and these are probably some of the most talked about and brought up verses um, in the Bible, in secular culture, in pertaining to these sorts of subjects, um, and we really do have to just harp on the difference between chattel slavery, which is, uh, you know, in our history, what we know it to be, um, slavery that is based on um, race uh, by telling people they are inferior because of their race and by um, enslaving them um, to do work um, and to treat them like not even subhumans um, just because, you know, of some sort of superiority, evil, wicked complex that um, is had uh, among humans. And the difference between that um, and the servanthood and slavery that the Bible was talking about in this historical context, which was much different. Um, and we could go all into the history of it, but um, in short, um, most of the time, servants, it was more of a uh, sort of social status in a way, um, but even less so than that. It was it was more so about you know paying off debts. A lot of it was um, indentured servant, servanthood. Um, if you had a debt, you could pay it off by being a servant. Uh, it was not based on race or some sort of superiority, inferiority complex. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there were many masters who sort of viewed themselves as superior to their servants, um, but that wasn't a, a legal status. Um, it was it was more so about paying off debts, and and you could even make money doing it. Um, and everyone had servants. It wasn't um, it wasn't like it was in our history. Um, and so the Bible is not condoning the sort of slavery we think of when that word comes up. Um, and I don't believe that God um, even condones slavery at all in the sense that we are all created equal um, and that in his design, his perfect design for us, we, we are not meant to be slaves um, to humans. And so that, we just have to keep that in mind when we're considering our identity as servants and slaves to Jesus Christ, because otherwise it's going to have a skewed um, image in our mind when we, when we meditate on these verses. Yes, I think there's a lot to unpack there, Izzy, and I appreciate that you've gone a little bit into the historical context. I think that it's almost uh, unavoidable for us as Americans uh, in our present context to not address issues such as uh, the meaning behind such words and historical context, of course. And so um, I appreciate you all for tuning in today. I I would just admonish us from this text uh, to contemplate the authority of Christ and the the merciful character of Christ as our master, um, and also uh, to consider the humility with which we ought to be servants to Christ. There's a lot there, um, and I I trust that we will unpack that um, in our own contemplative lives. And I thank you again for tuning in with us, and I hope you'll join us tomorrow.